0: Hi, my name is Anna Marcoline. I'm a psychotherapist and life coach who's been practicing for 25 years. This podcast is my way of continuing to pay it forward. I am here with you as a therapist and life coach, but I'm also coming to you as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and a friend. I'm here with you and I want you to know that you're not alone. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 95. This is a mini episode with yours truly. And I'm talking about the relationship you have with your therapist and what to expect. There has been quite a bit of goings on on the social media platforms in the past week with mental health therapists and people commenting on their posts, I've seen a lot of it. This on TikTok, actually, about what it is that we do, how we are, uh, how we view ourselves, how we work in therapy sessions with our clients. In particular, there was one therapist who, if any of you are on TikTok many of the posts are to music, you know, we, during the days of covid, if you, when any of you were on there, millions and millions of people globally got on that platform because we were we had more time in our hands and we enjoyed watching people dancing and singing and being silly and, you know, doing goofy things. Now you've got which has been amazing to me to see over the past 2 years there everyone's on. I mean, people in my profession, people I respect, astute people, doctors, uh, physicians, high level thinkers, thought leaders in the world of coaching and mental health are on there. It's, It's really been interesting and amazing to see. So there was a therapist on there doing a dance sort of sing songy thing about I think it was like the top 10 things she doesn't do as a therapist. And she's, you know, numbering with her fingers, one, two, three, four, five, and it was all about what she doesn't do. And this received so much attention. The last time I looked, she had over 900 comments to her about, okay, so it was about what is the point in seeing a therapist then? Because she was saying, I don't give advice. I don't tell you what to do. I don't know what's best for you in your life. And I was surprised. I was actually speaking with a friend of mine. I was surprised at the reactions to her. And as a therapist, I get why she's saying what she is because we are trained to not tell you what to do. We are trained to not say to you, this is what I think you should do. This is my advice. That is, we're not to do that. And we are not to give you our unsolicited opinions. I mean, you have, I'm sure you have family and friends who can do that for you. Give you, you know, give you their unsolicited opinions when our clients come to us, we are there to listen. We are there to ask questions and be curious and to understand without judgment, the full story. And many times when clients will say to therapists, what should I do? The client may, excuse me, the therapist may turn it around and say, well, what do you think you should do? You know best. And the therapist will help that client dig and figure out you know what's inside of them and help them come to a conclusion on their own. Now I do do that with clients I know very well where you know I have an understanding of how they think I know their history and I can put it back on them and say okay I know you know the answer here I, I think you're you're kind of telling me what it is you want to do. But there are other clients where they say to me I want your opinion tell me what to do and Even if they don't, if I feel strongly about something, I will say to my clients, it is my professional opinion, or this is my opinion, and it's just my opinion. At the end of the day, you're going to do what you're going to do. I say that, or I will say, this is, you know, my recommendation. And at the end of the day, you can either take it or you can leave it. I'm not invested in you following my recommendation. But if you want to know, this is what I recommend, or this is what I think, this is my opinion. So it is nuanced. I think it's different for each client in each case. But I do want to say that because I think that I was, I think that that one therapist was really getting a bad rap. And then I realized that there were, over 900 responses to her and people were really upset and they were like, well, why am I coming to you? I don't, why am I paying for a therapist? Because we are really not supposed to be just telling you what to do. You don't need us for that. You can go talk to your friend or family member. I mean, you know, right. I mean, how many of us have family members who love to give us advice or friends or coworkers who love to tell us what to do? We are a container for you. We are a container for you to come to us and we take it in and we bounce back to you our thoughts and ideas about what the story or what it is that you're telling us. So I did want to share that because I think that, you know, we as therapists, I realize that many people out in the world who are seeking mental health counseling have expectations about their therapist, but they're non-verbalized. They're not, and I know because I've been a client before, right? I've lied on many other therapist couches, so to speak. And I may have expectations of how that therapist is going to work. I don't verbalize them. And then what happens is we get disappointed or we get hurt or upset or frustrated when our therapist doesn't come through or doesn't de- air quote deliver for us in the way that we expected them to. So one way that I would recommend that if you're in a therapy and you like your therapist, but you're finding that you're not getting your needs met, I would, and I would recommend you talk to them. Okay. Number one, just if you feel Psychologically safe, which you ought to feel psychologically safe, right? That's the basis of all good therapeutic treatment: is psychological and emotional safety in that room or in, in on that uh, video call with your therapist. You've got to feel like I trust them, and I can tell them almost anything, or I can tell them anything within time, right? So, but if you feel like, oh, that makes me really nervous, I, I just. I want to tell him or her, or they what I need? I'm I'm nervous to do it because I'm just not there yet in, in my own work. What I would recommend you do is write down what it is that you're needing from them. And this is assuming you like this therapist, but you're just a little frustrated or you're feeling stuck right now in the sessions. Write it down, write down, like write them a letter and bring it to the session or bring it to your next video telehealth session. And say there's something that I want to talk to you about and if you are nervous to make eye contact with them and tell them what it is you're thinking you're feeling now if you can do that that's wonderful because that's really shows the therapist it's great progress that you're able to air quote confront the person in a, in a safe environment and you get to have that whole process of conflict resolution okay in a very low key level. So it's not a lot of conflict, but it is a, a a low key example of conflict resolution. But if you feel like you can't do that, write it down on a piece of paper, bring it into your therapist and read the letter to them, read it to them. I like working with you, but lately I've been feeling frustrated because I find them and I tell you something you don't like, let's say you don't say anything back to me I leave and I don't feel like I'm any further along than when I first came in. I've been feeling that way for about three or four sessions now. And I really do want your opinion. I want to know what you think. There you go. And what's going to happen is most likely your therapist is going to be number one, so proud of you. And number two, proud of you because you read the letter out loud. Number two, you're expressing in a safe environment what it is you want and you need. You're looking and you're telling you're looking for and you're telling your therapist how to meet your needs. So that's what I would say to anybody who is in a situation with a therapist and you find that, you know, they're just not giving me what I want. I'm not here just to, you know, talk and have them listen and then to say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want that and that's what you need, wonderful. Then this is not for you. But if you're somebody who is going to see your therapist and they're not, they're doing a lot of nodding and they're doing everything right. They're nodding. They're listening. You know, you have their full attention, but they're not telling you their thoughts about maybe an incident and the situation you're in and you're looking for that. Let them know and they'll be proud of you. And I'm sure that they will say, okay, well this is what I think. But that does go back to how many of us are trained. We are trained to not tell you what to do, not to give you advice, I do do it. I say, this is my opinion. This is my recommendation. And a lot of therapists do do this. Don't get me wrong. A lot do. But I'm just, I want to give you the history as to where we come from because, and I think it is old school. I think it is changing and we are for the most part trained that way. Now this can happen sometimes in coaching, but coaching is a little different because coaching is much more directive and coaching clients come to those coaching sessions or meetings and they know that their coach is going to be directive with them and there's, and it's going to be much more um, um, confrontational and, and not in a negative way, but confrontational and, and how come you didn't do it? This is what you and I Uh, agreed on together, what kept you from doing that. And, you know, the way I work is just really very gently prodding and encouraging them to continue to, you know, do the action step that they didn't get done last week, so to speak. I'm their accountability coach. So coaching clients come into, you know, that relationship, knowing that the coach is going to be much more directive, but therapists, not so much. Although I have to say, I am seeing a change and I'm seeing that the boundaries between coaching and therapy over the past couple of years have really, in many ways, come to blur when it comes to people who are air quote, the worried. Well, I'm not talking about people who have, you know, mental health diagnoses, um, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, and eating disorder. That is different. Those are legitimate Access one diagnoses, um, um, uh, ADHD, maybe we're talking about learning disorders. Those are billable, uh, insurance covered diagnoses. I'm talking about someone who's in therapy for maybe low self-esteem, um, low self worth, but they don't have a clinical depression the therapist may not be so quick to jump on telling that person what to do. Listen, I have had clients over the past 20 plus years in my practice where they come in, they don't want my advice. They want to talk. They want to vent. They want to get out what's inside of them. And they're not looking for my opinion. And I'm not going to give it. You know, I, it's it's never even about that. It's They just need a place to go and they need a place to air, kind of purge, so to speak, what it is inside of them. Let's say um, I have a trauma, I'm treating a trauma a client, what I'm doing with that client is I'm sitting with them, I'm holding space for them for those 45 minutes, for them, 45, 50 minutes for them to come and them to go through their process, go through and whatever that process is for them and dealing with trauma or maybe it's deep, deep seated family of origin issues that are coming up for that person. I'm not going to give advice. I'm not going to tell them what to do. I actually never tell anybody what to do. I'll give my opinion. Now I will give my thoughts about maybe what a mother did or a father did or said. You know, I totally, totally am there to validate and let my client know that I'm, I'm empathic. I'm right there with them on their memory journey of their trauma or like I said, a family of origin issue. That's never going to be about this is the advice and this is what you need to do. I'm not giving them homework. Coaching clients, they all have homework. The only homework that I would give a therapy client who's coming for trauma work is to work on their self care. That's the only thing that I may say is your self care is important. So that's going to be taking time out for yourself, whatever that may be—going for a walk, getting a massage, uh, taking a bath, meditating, journaling. Those are all you know mindfulness techniques or self care techniques. That's the only thing I might say. So I hope that this clears it up for you as to how we work as therapists. I think that you know when I saw that the responses to that therapist's uh, TikTok, I I mean, people were really upset and angry. And I felt like, wow, this is getting really confusing for people. And I think it was getting confusing for all the other people who were reading it and then making comments. And then they were really kind of debating back and forth, the commenters about the therapist post. So I hope that this is a little bit more clear to all of you as to how we work. And uh, maybe even a little bit more uh, of a deeper understanding is the difference between coaching and therapy. Okay. Mad love to all of you. And I'll see you again next week.